0: what's up dirt bags? welcome to episode 121 of the midwest angler podcast scott Sturman, I'm matt deitch we're coming back we're back we are back for another week for another week uh yeah i don't know matt how was That's, your weekend That was
1: a pretty good weekend uh you and grady and i got out and did a little fishing on saturday uh from the shore wetted a few lines caught a few bass. so that was good i and caught the was, biggest bass you
0: definitely did And you and Grady each owe me a dollar.
1: We still do, don't we? Yeah. All right. Just take it off all those... All those one dollar bet bets that Grady and I have had in the past that he's never paid up. I was going to say
0: Grady owes you a solid fifty, sixty bucks. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the day the
1: other day was when he tried to make that cast as far as he could make it It almost ended up going with the lure right into I the water. I
0: didn't see it. I didn't <laughs> he, see it, and that's disappointing.
1: <laughs> he just about went right into the water with his pole because he.
0: You you said you about went in, and I looked over there, and Grady was. Yeah, he, he was cleaning out his pants because I think uh, it, it was a little too cold to be falling into the water.
1: Oh, definitely. It was chilly out there. Yep. It, I mean, we've been getting, I don't know if we've had a windier spring for a long time than what we've had this year so far. I am
0: freaking sick and tired of it.
1: I mean, like, it's never even like, it's not like it's like, well, variable, like a 10 to 15 mile per hour wind. It always seems like it's up there in that 15 to 25 and gusty.
0: Yep. But I do think that's going to change. Yeah, hopefully. This week yeah it's uh gonna I, i'm not saying the wind is gonna change but we're actually gonna get some decent temperatures We've had snow the last few days yeah man. that was kind of wild waking up to a little bit of white stuff this morning um friday night friday night grady's birthday party here at our house and we ordered two large pizzas and 100 wings
1: two large pizzas and 100 wings Yeah. then what did the rest of you guys eat that was for yeah grady. that was
0: that was for grady and What are they laughing about over there? We got 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 freaking Ramrod. Two teenagers in the house tonight. Yeah, the freaking moron Ramrod. For those of you guys that are new to this show, go back and listen to a bunch of the first episodes we ever recorded. And they were basically just Ramrod bash sessions. He's been over in Africa with the Army. Thanks for your service, but uh, you could have stayed over there. (laughs) Or at least just down in Texas or something. Yeah, somewhere other than here but no ramrod and big tasty are in the house tonight uh sitting over there playing Fortnite or 13 something. Nope. 13 years old now yeah grady's oh. 13 Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey acts Ramsey's, like he's 13. yeah he's still 14 <laughs> but uh no we ordered 100 wings and uh to piggyback off last week because i yeah. did have a whole heck of a lot of fun uh with that episode and talking about wings uh I want to talk just a little bit more about wings here. Don't worry, we'll get to fishing, but I want to talk a little bit more about wings. Matt, I'm going to give you a couple names of fishermen, a lot of which who we talked about last week, and then I want you to tell me what flavor you're, you're kind of packing them to, all right, to yeah. do, and I want to know boneless or bone-in. Boneless or bone-in, all right. All right, I'm going to start off, I'm also going to give my take after you give your take. We're gonna start off with Thane Jensen. Thane. Uh, let's see here. For Thane, I'm I think I'm just gonna
1: go with I, I think he's gonna go with like the hot. A hot. Yeah. Regular hot. Yeah, I was thinking hot. hot
0: barbecue, like something a barbecue but a little bit spicier than okay. than where I'm rolling.
1: Nah, I'm going hot. Um, I'm going boneless with Thane.
0: Boneless with Thane? Yeah. See, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Thane is the type of guy that when he's up, you know, uh, up around home he's going boneless
1: right when he's with the guys
0: you get him out and about with the guys or you get him gone on a fishing trip it goes bone in real fast (laughs) like real fast
1: i I could see that i could definitely see that yep Yep. at home he's using the fork to dip it into his sides and then
0: i got i got a friend that is more extreme than thane of course but uh uh when we used to go on these atv trips out to the black hills I mean, th- this is a guy that worked for Berkshire Hathaway down in Omaha, and uh, I mean, he he was valedictorian here here at our school. Mm-hmm. You you know who I'm talking yep. about. We get, I mean, we we take off on a ATV trip, and immediately buying cigarettes like and we're not showering the whole damn trip like i mean it's just drinking it's smoking trip. like i'm mean, gonna sleep out on the deck like just haggard and i mean he literally showed up to go on the trip in in you know pointy dress shoes and freaking <laughs> dress pants i don't know it's it crazy Yet, yeah, you know you just you get away from home and you get with the boys and things happen kind of like bone in down. wings that's right okay next up Jason Mitchell. Going back to Jason Mitchell. Going back. Everyone knows who he is, so you kinda gotta have him.
1: Well, I'm gonna go bone in for him. Bone in. And I'm gonna go with something kind of like um like an Asian zing or Asian something. Asian zing with like Jason that. Mitchell, huh? Like just not just not basic. I'm going heat. I'm
0: going mango habanero. Magno, mag, yeah, I think he's good. gonna like spicy stuff. Right, right,
1: that's what I mean. Like a little more heat, not the crazy
0: stuff, but and, and a tall beer. Yeah. Tall beer. Wash it all down. Yep. Yep, low key. All right, Brian Brosdale. Brosdale, okay. Brosdale, <laughs> uh, Brian Brosdale. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bone in, bone in, and Absolutely. I'm going hot, hot. Yeah, yep.
1: he seems like the type of guy that he's gonna get the hot ones. I agree. You
0: agree I, on I, that one? I, I all the way across. I agree with you there. Yep. That doesn't make for a good podcast, but I agree. I know, with it, you. Sometimes
1: it's okay to agree on some things. John Hoyer. Hoyer, who?
0: Uh, national walleye tour pro yeah
1: past guest here. past guest. i'm going i'm gonna go parmesan garlic for him
0: garlic bomb Par- <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's i kind of forgot about those
1: yeah. yeah i i think that's just something like that he enjoys i mean kind of mild and mellow kind of like he yep. seems to be just kind of laid back it's kind of a laid back wing so and he's
0: going boneless
1: yeah 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 <clears throat>
0: all right yeah you know what i can't argue i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought about that garlic parm but uh yeah you're right on that you're right seth fighter
1: fighter uh i'm just gonna go just straight up traditional with him bone bone in washing it down with a budweiser or miller light whatever he's drinking
0: yep what what flavor
1: this tradition, just regular, just... Buffalo
0: stop, Buffalo, yep. Yep. whatever.
1: Just the mild or whatever it is. Not and he hot. ain't even getting
0: wet naps at the end. No. Like, he's no, just no. running it. He, like, well, and
1: he likes it because it's going to stay in his mustache for a little bit and yeah, savor it later yeah. on, the old flavor savor. So.
0: We're, <laughs> we're going to go outside and we're going to... I, I see him eating eight and then going out and burning a red. And Coming back, back in, in and
1: getting another having
0: red. another eight, yep. going out and burning a red. Probably... I, I I think you're right on the Miller Light. I think you're I think right on so. Miller Light. But yeah, he so. he ain't washing up afterwards. Like <laughs> I mean we're just we're running it for the day. Like what yeah. you see is what you get here, guys.
1: That little orange
0: on there, it's you know Yep. <laughs> you know I text Craggy and asked him who would win between him and Jason Mitchell, right? Well, I saw that. I saw that you put that as a I, I cover on the had I this had to, to do that. that. I had to do that just because I mean he was just being mild
1: or modest about it. You think so? I I he, I still think he'd whoop him.
0: I I think I think you're right. I think I think Craig's right. Like he's got his days. Even I'm like that. Like there's right. days when I, I mean Oh yeah. I could freaking I could I eat a quarter beef.
1: I think that Matt Johnson needs to lay down the gauntlet for the clam clam guys. He could smoke some wings up Oh he's man, a master at smoking. No it looks doubt like. about it. Holy so moly. he needs to do that next time. There's a big.
0: Up at Clam Pro Day, yeah. <laughs> Up at Clam Pro Day. What What do you think, Dave Gens is running for wings? Ooh, Dave. Um, I'm just gonna go. I'm
1: just gonna go with like a honey barbecue.
0: Honey barbecue. Yeah. Boneless. Yeah. I, I think there was a day when he would have run bone in. Right. But I mean, that time has come and gone. Like. It, He's done working that hard. He's done working that hard. The only time he's gonna work that hard is find some fish. So, did we talk about
1: what your favorite flavor is last week?
0: My favorite flavor? Yeah. Uh, whatever barbecue's lowest on the hot scale for me, and then I do. I, I, I like Asian food. I love Chinese right. food. Like, I mean, one of my favorites. But I don't. I don't understand why all these wing places think that if they're gonna have an Asian flavored wing that it's got to be the spiciest
1: right No you the, know like i think that does i think that's something that a lot of the wing people get caught up in is trying to have like the hottest wing and because i suppose they used to be called hot wings or whatever but i mean you don't want you want something that people can enjoy and not have to like pay for it for days later
0: there is no joy in getting hurt while you're eating no i just, mean
1: just like when you no know no joy when you're out fishing getting hurt
0: right right but i mean and and we're gonna get into that too but i mean i could give you a nice cox beef ribeye if i said hey every bite you take i get to kick you in the nuts <laughs> you'd be like
1: yeah get bent <laughs> pal or just take a nice take that ribeye and just say okay now i'm gonna take this hot bite sauce your tongue every time you, you <laughs> take, a take bite. this hot sauce now and you're gonna take a bite with this hot sauce
0: yeah every no time. one would do that
1: and it's just miserable the whole time because i mean sucks. you're still eating the ribeye but it's like yeah
0: yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Matt, speaking of, of getting hurt while fishing, Brandon Cart. Yeah. On Bass Live uh, Saturday, was it? Yes, it was. I believe Saturday. it was Saturday. Uh, caught a fish, and I knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Things flopping around, and all of a sudden, ah! <laughs> and you know what that means. And uh, he he hooked himself. He hooked himself good. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And you said Matt Heron came rolling up yes. and, and took care of that? I did not see that part.
1: I believe, I didn't see it either, but I knew that there was talk about it online, that old Matt Heron came rolling up with a rusty pair of old pliers. And do you
0: know how to do the that fishing line trick? Uh-uh.
1: I've never done it. I mean, I've seen, I've watched videos on it and everything like that. But I've I never, wouldn't even have a clue. I, I know, like, you got to take it and put it around there and put some pressure down on it while you yank out so that, you know, that barb kind of gets unhooked from the skin that it is underneath yeah i
0: think like you take some fishing line and you wrap it around the shank of the hook a bunch of times and then you somehow apply pressure and And you have the other guy take a a a rip
1: at it yep uh doesn't sounds foolproof right the people you see the other option is just cutting off
0: the finger i mean
1: but the people that seem to do it like if you watch some of the videos sometimes they're like okay i'm ready and they're like well we just pulled it out and they're just like oh really Really? Yeah. Sometimes it's it goes that quick that it's uh, the person doesn't even realize that. I suppose you're in so much pain from it being in there that you kind of are like, you know, boom. I don't know the the push through method though too would be. I don't know if they. Oh the, God! When they no. Push, and then you and, and then, then you, you cut, cut, the, cut barb the barb off, off, off and, then f- and then it pulls out that. real easy. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't the know, other there's... method
0: is me coming up and just punching you right square in the nose and taking taking your focus off. And then I take a pliers and just rip that son of a gun right on out. Well, and... you
1: see some of them horror stories, stories online, like people getting them up underneath, the hooks up underneath their oh, fingernails. Just oh. like different places, you know, hooked in the top of the head or something. I, ooh, it just doesn't look very much
0: fun. No. D- speaking of, well... I got one here, and I think, I don't remember if I've ever spoke about this. I feel like I've said this story before, but I've got a friend who at one point in time took a girlfriend out fishing, and with a Rapala on the, what do you call that? The wind-up for the cast? The wind-up? The backswing? Yep. Caught her in the eyeball. Oh. Eyeball. Yeah.
1: I guess that's another reason why you wear sunglasses when you're out.
0: I'm pretty sure you ripped it out. Pull, uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I task. didn't ask him about it because, I, I, I mean, like, they posted on Facebook, you know, like, hey, this is what happened. Uh, you know, what? whatever her name was. Uh, is in the hospital. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think that there's much that they could do. And then it was shortly thereafter that he quit posting about it. <laughs> and uh, I think that was the end of that.
1: Right. But uh, ooh, that would not that's the
0: worst injury I've ever heard of. That's, that's a bad one. That's now bad Ramrod one. was talking when we were winding up to this deal that he at one time caught his sister in the neck and took her completely off her feet.
1: Right, broke his rod.
0: That dumb freaking moron over there also one time, back when he was working with me, He, at one time, got pissed off at work, ran out of work like a little freaking girl. I ended up catching up with him down by the river, and he was casting out all pissed off and huffy-puffy like a little girl. And uh, I swear to God, Matt, he went on a backswing, and that thing, like, actually grazed my nose. Took a hair off of it. It did. Like, it actually had... I mean, I could smell the bait.
1: You knew what he was... Yeah.
0: I knew what he was throwing. Because it went by me, that like I felt the wind. I actually full on felt the wind. I'm not saying it actually grazed me, but I actually did feel the wind, and it was like right at that point in time, it was like you dumb mother, and that's when I knew like I don't even freaking like this morning. <laughs> like I don't even know why I'm down here.
1: Well, I think all of us that have fished for a while have had a lot of close calls. With I had, it, a, you know, you know, sometimes your hat might get knocked off, or you know, I had it. Well, it wasn't a hook, but when I was Fishing that Yo, open, social, yeah. Yeah, I had that sinker that rocked me right in the you know, right in the lens of the glass, my sunglasses and just about knocked me over. So I mean there's I mean, you never know what's gonna happen out there.
0: I had a rainbow trout, and you know how freaking wild oh, those yeah. things are. I had a rainbow trout out on Deerfield two years ago that as I was trying to take a picture with it, that thing was freaking flopping and I I don't know, it was either you or my brother or Ramrod. It was on that, that us four when we right. were out there. Uh one of you guys was actually taking a video of me and uh, yeah that thing actually I was I'm lucky that it had a good sticky hook on it and it actually dug into my fingernail and so it didn't it didn't Oh go like keep, it didn't actually right. go through but I mean, had it been on skin, it would have, but right. it got into the fingernail and that thing was flopping and it was like, Oh, yeah. That's
1: the worst feeling is when you're hooked up, you know, when, it's
0: hooked up. Yeah. Like
1: when you got one hooked on the hook is in you and it's in the fish too. And all of a sudden it starts to go crazy. That's one, one of those reasons why whenever you catch a Northern that it's always just like, Oh, here we go.
0: Did you ever thin- see that time? Aaron Weeb got hooked to a lake trout?
1: Uh, I believe I have a seen boat? that one. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, then you're starting like, oh no, you know those things start oh, tearing hooks around in you, and
0: uh-uh. If I'm not gonna lie to you, like I don't even care if that fish is out of season, and I'm <laughs> and it's gonna make me over the limit, I'm smashing that thing in the head, like I'm smashing that thing in the head before like, it rips off. Like, yeah, I, I am. Man, I'm gonna get myself out of this situation like right now, and I don't even care. Like, give me the it's damn either ticket. You or the fish? So. It is. It's either me or the fish, and. Sorry, fish, but I'm a little bit higher on the food chain.
1: I've heard of guys before, like, when you're, like, organizing your baits and everything like that, and you, you know, sit on one and get it caught in Yeah, uh, One guy, the one time I was at a, a guy was talking about musky fishing, a little clinic thing, and he said that uh, he had set down like a magnum bulldog on the ground, and he forgot and stepped back on it and stepped on it, and it went way in past the barb. And oh, my God. Oh it was hooked God, oh into God, the oh carpet God. and hooked into his foot. And he couldn't reach like his phone, like so he oh sat. Oh my So he God, sat there no. like, like, "What do I gotta no. do?" And I think no. he ended up like uh, he had pliers close or something like that, and, you know, and ripped it, had to rip it out of the carpet. And, I mean, it, there's another situation where it's like it's either the carpet or your foot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, you're sorry. ripping carpet. Yeah, so
0: can yeah. you imagine going into the doctor's office? To get a fish hook removed from your butt because you sat on it.
1: (laughs) Right. Sure, you you sat on it. No, that's what happened. (laughs) There's a few, like, every once in a while, like, when you're watching, like, say, the Bass Elite Series tournament, and one of those guys has it, and they have to go into uh, the hospital to get it removed. And there's a lot of, like, emergency rooms that have, like, a little, like... Um, like a trophy case, almost with like some of the stuff they've removed oh, yeah. because yeah, it's happened sure, like Yeah, so on sure, like on or Fork or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's kind of funny, right? Know, a lot of the stories that they have. You know, some of those doctors, doctors are like, oh yeah, we've seen, yeah, oh yeah, it's, well, we've had worse. We've before. pulled out
0: worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> I tell you what, like this is non-fishing related, but I used to wear a bunch of belt buckles. Oh yeah. And there was one time when I, I had a belt buckle laying on the floor in my bedroom, and I like stepped back and you know like on the back side yep. of a belt buckle how it's got that little tab yep. that goes in the hole right on the heel of my foot i stepped on that and it was one of those deals like where you knew it hurt and it was like ooh, and then all of a sudden it went crunch and it, it poked through and oh, you know yeah. like how the he- your heel is like so yep. calloused like it took a second and i was sudden, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god and like that is not something that just heals
1: no no. like
0: that is a messed up deal like that was a bad deal
1: oh for sure yeah Yeah. my uncle the one time he was shingling his house and got himself right in the femur with his with the nail gun really yep and it locked his leg back in the position that it was in so he couldn't get it out so he was stuck up on the roof like that and had to go to the emergency room obviously they had to get him off the roof and bring him to the emergency room and he said it was like they just took like a pry bar and pried it out of his leg so shut up
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god all that crazy stuff always happens like at the very worst situation like right you know yeah, oh, and yeah. I, I don't know like, there's never
1: a convenient time for any of that to happen. sometimes i guess i mean you have your perfect scenario like well at least this i was here when this happened and it was close but yeah when you're up on the roof by yourself and
0: yeah i guess when you really think about it like no one's ever gotten a hook in their hand in the hospital parking lot. Like, I mean, because what are you doing? Right. You know, I guess it's always going to happen out on the lake where you got a long boat ride in, and yeah, it's it's, it's turbul You know, the bad waves, yeah. and you know that's probably sometimes the reason why you got got yourself into that pickle to begin with. You know, I mean, you misstepped or you know whatever, but
1: yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm glad I've never had any like serious like hook into me situations like that but i mean there's been i haven't times where but you close, know it's coming but, yeah you know
0: it's coming like you cannot fish it you just can't really be a person that that fishes any amount of time that doesn't at some point in time have that happen oh right well and, and... you know why i haven't had that happen because i don't freaking use crankbaits a lot of the times when you're using it's those trebles hooks. It's always, yeah. crankbaits. Them things I, are damn dangerous.
1: I know. I took the dog fishing a few times, and I've had some situations where that was close, and I, didn't, I, had, I don't want to have to have that experience of having to get the hook out of a pet because trying to get them because, you know, there's no communication there. You could tell them to calm down, but they don't know what the hell you're saying. So. That's when
0: you take a rag and you put a bunch of gasoline on it and put it over their snout and just <laughs> knock them out for a right. second
1: and... Oh, we were fishing over on Silver Lake the one time, and I had a northern, and I was reeling it in, and the dog saw it and jumped in after it. Really? And, and I was just like, "Oh crap!" I, was like, I didn't care about the fish, obviously. Right? I was like I just didn't want her to get any hooks into her, and luckily yeah. she didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Then you got to net net a fish and a, a dog. Great. Dog,
1: right. Yeah.
0: Uh, Matt, did you see the Masters Walleye Circuit this weekend up on Big Stone, uh, Border Lake of Minnesota and South Dakota?
1: I did not see any of the results for it. Or well, any, you didn't, I didn't miss follow much. Along with it much. You didn't this miss much. This, that's the way it sounds. Uh,
0: two day tournament, and the winning team had, I believe, four fish the first day, three fish the second day. Uh, the second place team had three fish over two days. And then, so did third place. Fourth place had already dropped down to two fish.
1: Wow, it's, it sounds like a tough tournament. I mean, th- don't get me wrong; the weather conditions for this week for a tournament this weekend
0: were tough. I think that was a was that a Thursday Friday tournament or Friday? I think it was a Friday Saturday tournament. A Friday Saturday, yeah. But golly, like you know. I think on a lot of those tournaments, like the local area chamber of commerce and whatnot pays a lot of money to get these tournaments to their town because they know they're going to spend money at the restaurants, they're going to spend money at the hotels, and they're going to spend money at the bait shops. And I believe that they also feel like they're going to get a return on their investment because people are going to see like, oh, wow, that was up there at Big Stone. like. I don't feel like Big Stone got their money's worth. Yeah, I don't you because if I'm looking to go walleye fishing right now, you know where I'm not thinking about going?
1: The Big stone.
0: Like and no offense to like Artie's I mean, like, hey, I, I know that, you know, they, they've got and, and I mean their perch bite I think is really good up there. I've got I've got some friends that love fishing Big Stone, but golly, like that that did that did nothing
1: to make you want to go there. Right. To target walleye's. Um I think a lot of times reason you see that early in the year is obviously it's a border lake so it is open yep you know a lot of people are chomping at the bit to get out there and you know get the tournament season started off so they put something like a like that in into the schedule uh to get the guys out there just like a Mississippi River deal for the state of Minnesota yep yep. so it gets them out there on fish early but like I said you never know what the weather's going to be like and I mean, they could go back out there the next, maybe next weekend, and do it again, and it could be completely different. Absolutely, absolutely. And Everybody crushes them. So, <clears throat>
0: well, and obviously, I mean, that team that got first place, uh, when two thirds of the uh, of the teams don't even weigh a fish for the whole entire tournament, and and they can go out there and catch four one day and three the next. Like, I mean. They were on something right. special there. I mean, they were
1: obviously doing something. That you know, they they might have better. been
0: able to beat the second place and the third place and the fourth place team combined. Right, but
1: yeah, yeah they I just don't know. found something that worked a little bit better. And I mean, their first day out there, the whole day, they could have been thinking they had a terrible day. Right, and right. Then they get back to the dock, and everybody's talking about how they didn't catch fish or they only caught one or two. I mean, we fished in tournaments before yep, like that, we have. Where, Yep. where it's like. If somebody caught three fish, it was like, holy buckets, they got three of them today. I mean, it's just... It, right. It is. I mean, sometimes they, it can go off. Sometimes it's not that way. Now, if they keep going back there year after year and it's the same results, then people are going to start saying... Oh, when okay, I think it
0: may be... Because I saw... And and forgive me, if if you know better than us, which anyone who knows much of anything does, uh, I don't know, shoot us a message on Facebook or whatever and, and we'll... We'll bring it up again next week, but um, I do think so, somebody had wrote like, "When will Masters' Walleye Circuit figure out not to go to Big Stone or something like that?" So I believe that this maybe has not, this maybe wasn't the first time that this has ever happened. In that there. It was a tough one, but and yeah. and who knows? Maybe you know, maybe the walleye bite on Big Stone's a night bite, you know, and, and traditionally it always I'm is. Not, I don't know, could, but uh, I will give a shout out to Bryce Nilsson. Uh, He listens to the podcast and uh, comments on some of our stuff on Facebook. He fished it, I believe, with his brother. Uh, I did see that on day one they didn't have a spectacular boat draw. I think there was maybe 70 boats and they were like number 60. But uh, they didn't get any fish on day one. But on day two, I did see that uh, they got one. I think it was like three pounder, so three three point four pounds or something like that. So, right on. hats off to uh, the Nelson crew. Uh,
1: good to see a dirt bag out there
0: doing. Yeah, good. dang right. So, Matt, boats. Boats. Uh, I was watching that Masters Walleye Circuit uh, blast off, and obviously, you've got people with ninety thousand dollar boats, and you've got people out there with three thousand dollar boats. And I think that we've kind of touched on something similar to this before, but uh. Do you feel, well, hold on one second. Another thing, I've been seeing a lot of posts, and I believe that it's just because it's spring, a lot of people are starting to look at buying some boats and whatnot. And a lot of people ask a question like, you know, hey, I'm looking at this 1994, you know, 16-foot Lund. Uh, Will this be good enough to, you know, fish by Chamberlain? And all these people are like, oh, oh no, you know, you're going to need better than that to go fishing out there on, you know, the Missouri River. That wind's going to come up. And and I think that they talk these people out of buying these boats. Right. You know, you got to have the big, ba- you know, you can't be out there with nothing less than 18 foot and blah, blah, blah. It's BS.
1: Right. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's kind of like you can get out there with it. I mean, you got to watch, obviously, anytime course, you're going to watch what sure. the wind is going to be like and everything like that, but any boat can get you out there and get you fishing.
0: You can, you could use that 16 foot boat out on the ocean some days. Right. I mean, you know, of course, I mean, there's days when you don't want to be in a 40 foot boat out on, you know, exactly. out on, you know, some of these bodies of water. So I, I guys, if, if you're looking at buying a boat and you're kind of stuck in that deal, like, well, you know, I mean. Let's be honest, right now, I've got a 16 foot tracker boat that I bought from Matt uh, last year, two years ago, whatever. and uh, I mean, I've taken this thing out on Okaboji. Yeah. I've taken it out on you know a few of these local area lakes. Do I want to take it out on Fourth of July weekend, you know, across West Lake Okaboji? No, of course I don't. but that doesn't mean that I can't fish these bodies of water. Most of the time, I can fish any body of water I want up until about 10, 10, because that's when all the pleasure boaters... I mean, I've literally been out on 4th of July weekend and seen dudes in 16-foot boats coming across freaking West right. Okobogee, yeah. you know, uh, uh, father and and uh, wife and three kids, and they got freaking smiles on bigger than hell, and, like, they don't give a rip that they got the smallest boat out there. Like, I mean, am I saying it's completely smart? No, maybe not, but... Uh, Last year when we were out, we were out by Platt, me, Tanner, uh, my buddy Austin Bruggeman, I don't remember who else was in the boat. And I mean, it was windy. Tanner's got a Tracker Tundra, Targa, Targa, Targa. Uh,
1: no, what is that one that he has? Yeah, I think it's, it's like a I think
0: it's a Tundra, but it's a, a it's, Tundra.
1: Yeah, it's a Tundra. Yep. It's
0: a stamped aluminum yep. boat. I mean, we are talking about a, a freaking bad to the bone machine. Is that the twenty? Is his the twenty-one footer?
1: It, I, believe I, so. I believe it's a yeah, walleye classic. I mean, it's sweater, big. Yeah.
0: And like this, this, the whole entire boat was stamped by Boeing. It's all one piece. No welds like stamped. It's I mean, and this is a, this is a ripping boat and we come around the corner and we're like actually talking, you know, like, Oh man, you know, this, this is rough. You know, like it was, it was pretty windy, whatever. We come around this bend in the river and there is a dude in a flat bottom, like 12 foot John boat tiller like eight horsepower tiller he's out there fishing and he's kind of looking at us you know like you know i mean we're getting splashed bigger than hell and you know it's like oh man you know this is this is rough i don't even think he cared like his heartbeat wasn't even up like you're just like yeah dude's like we're fishing fishing. i i mean like i said do i think it's smart no not always but don't get intimidated that that you got to have you know a a new boat but B a big boat right in I, order to fish
1: i think that goes along with a lot of stuff you know guys that are trying to get into tournament fishing and stuff you know you think about like with bass fishing sometimes people are like well you know i gotta have the 21 foot or the 20 foot boat with the 250 on it otherwise i can't compete you know you know there's nothing wrong with a 200 horse you know or a 175 or a 150 an 18 footer or a 19 footer get what gets you out there
0: you know what the difference is between a 250 and a 125 if you're going to open them both up and you're going to go flying across the lake? Maybe like 70 miles an hour to 60 you miles know, per hour. Yeah, even That's 54. I get a kick. Like, who cares? I
1: get a kick out of that, too. Like, a lot of times online, people are always just like, oh, what do I need? to? You know, I need more speed out of this. And, you know, sometimes, well, yeah, would it be nice to have a little faster boat? But sometimes it's like I, I don't think I'd want to go 70-plus miles per hour across the lake
0: the only you know like for for you and i matt uh you know we fish a little bit well a i guess the bass tournaments that we fish we're fishing out of your lund boat with a tiller motor on it like we know going into that
1: yeah we're not gonna beat anybody we are
0: you know we are gonna be picking up the scraps that anyone else leaves behind but i you know if if we were at a tournament where say we we launch off Emerson Bay on on uh, uh, Okaboji or you know we launch off the state park on Lake Ponset or whatever and we're going to run up north like you know a long ways and and you do like you've got the number one boat so I mean you're going to make it up there you know whatever right. and you get passed by somebody like I think at that point in time when you roll up to your spot that you want to fish and you see that dirty sucker already there you know, at that point in time, it's like I need a bigger motor. Right. Like, you right, know, we're and, right. Yeah. And, you know, I get it, but I well, don't
1: sometimes know. too, like people forget about is like okay, you know, we've talked about
0: block them. Well, if you see <laughs> them coming, like swerve over in front of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, start throwing rocks. No, yeah.
0: you uh, tell them like, hey, you mother.
1: <laughs> we, we've talked about like the difference with the aluminum versus fiberglass you're seeing a lot you know the last three bass tournaments up and leading to this one were won by guys in aluminum boats and you don't know you know the bass fishing snobs i i guess you could call them or purists if you want to do it think that you can only do it out of a fiberglass boat well those guys have proved it i mean one thing too is like with that aluminum boat is it's lighter than the fiberglass Yep. you know a smaller motor you're not burning as much fuel so you're saving money there too so i mean yeah you can have a 250 on there and you don't have to run it wide open throttle all the time but it's still going to be using more gas up i mean sometimes it's more economical for you to go with like a 18 or 19 foot boat with a 150 or a 175 on there than going up to the because then it's just like okay do i have a vehicle that can efficiently tow a 20 foot you know fiberglass boat compared to a 18 foot fiberglass boat it all you know it all starts to add up and with weight and everything like that so sometimes those that weighs in on your decision too
0: oh for sure for sure you know i guess when, when you talk like that you know like the bass fishing purists say that you have to have uh um have to have uh, a fiberglass a fiberglass boat like I got to think that, like, you know, down south on a bunch of these ponds and whatnot, like, I mean, these 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 little flat-bottom boats are what rule out, you oh, know. Right. Well, I mean, we
1: talked about it last year. What Look what happened with Keith Poche that time in that tournament. He right, pulled up, he had right. a 40-horse motor on it, a 17-foot boat, and he won, and people were mad because they thought he had an advantage because he could get into spots that people with bigger boats couldn't get into. So then all of a sudden, boom, they disqualified him because – he didn't have a big enough motor and all this and it was just like man i mean as long as he's got what tournament officials seem you know deem safety proper and everything like that let the dude fish
0: right no that's 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 where i'm at you I know mean, we
1: just get in our own head sometimes i mean we all do it you get on facebook to try to find some advice about something and you go into a group and i mean i see it in the hummingbird one all the time people will be like hey you know i'm thinking about buying this one and you get fifty or sixty. Oh, it's junk. And you get like hundred. Oh, it's a great unit and stuff. Pretty soon, people's heads are spinning. It's like, right. well, what do I do? It's like, what, you know what you do? You just go buy what you want to buy, and you know, don't get caught up on the stuff online.
0: Right. You know how hard it is to buy electronics nowadays. Like it's nuts. I mean, I I was I was just looking at at piecing together what it would take to put a live scope. On the front of my boat, like you know, what it would cost for, uh, you know, I don't know what, what do they call that? Not the mon, it's not a monitor.
1: Transducer,
0: or like, well, the transducer and and the the live scope, everything. But like, what do they call the, the actual unit? screen? The unit. That's what they call it, a unit. As uh, usually, yeah. All right, a unit. I feel like there's another name for it. All right, we'll have to figure it out whatever it's not that big of a deal but you know like there's only certain ones that you know can plug into right. live scope and you know whatever it's like for pete's sakes like i mean and and there's not a bundle there is for ice fishing there's right a, but i mean there's not for this other deal so i don't know i wouldn't feel comfortable and, and granted i'm sure i could go to any uh you know bait shop or uh you know whatever a shields or a cabela's and they'd be able to to tell you but i mean that's the, I don't know. That's pretty crazy that, you know, it how how much that's come along that, you know, this you gotta have this in order to have that and you know, this like why would you even be making stuff anymore? It right. doesn't I don't know. Whatever. Not my deal, but Opener on the Iowa Great Lakes, Matt. It's coming up. This it's weekend this weekend. Uh the walleye weekend over Friday night at, at midnight. Is that what it is? Friday night at midnight?
1: Yeah, that's when because it's technically Saturday then and that's when walleye weekend begins.
0: Are you going to fish it?
1: I hadn't had plans on it yet. What you?
0: I uh no, probably not. What I think is always crazy is is uh you know, especially like for us that live west of the Iowa Great Lakes, uh you, you constantly hear about these people that go walleye fishing for the first time this year over to the Iowa Great Lakes they don't do very good and then they turn around and go back to silver lake and try to catch a limit of walleyes and silver's been open the whole damn right. time and you yeah. guys
1: could have been there the whole time yeah yeah no doubt about that yeah i, I know what you're saying
0: uh whatever uh i do believe la- last year they didn't have like much for festivities like nope. not much of anything i think you could still buy your stuff online is that is that I what it was last so. year i believe but uh I couldn't really find much for statistics on last year, but the year before they had right at 2,100 anglers and uh, at $25 a piece, that puts you right in that $50,000 ballpark. And then I believe that they divvy all the money up and it goes to, uh, um, like, I don't know. I think it's it's something you know shoreline yeah. deal like for all the all the Iowa Great Lakes, I believe, right? Something oh, it like It used that.
1: to be Children's Miracle Network, didn't it, or something? Like I wonder
0: that. if they split it fifty-fifty because right. uh, I don't know. There, there was something I don't know. It's like the Lakes Protection Agency or something like that. I don't know. Sounded like something a little bit too high tech uh, for me, but um, no, that that is going on, I believe. They got some pretty cool shirts this year. Did I they? I you...
1: haven't even seen the shirts yet. Kind of like an Army
0: out. green deal. And then they've got like, a, I don't know, clam tika, minnow, like, and then a, a crankbait, a, like a swim bait and a jig head. And I don't know, like just the outlines of it. It's kind of cool. Uh, well, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I don't know. They say For a lot
1: that, of people that know, don't know what we're talking about is that the Iowa Great Lakes Walleye Weekend. It's, well, why didn't you say that earlier, was it Because you were talking like okay. – Usual and won't let me get in here, but no. Uh, so, anyways, they. I'm done for the rest of the show. <laughs> how, well, I got to ask you some questions. So, how, how many tag walleyes do they release into the lakes? Is it five? I'm gonna figure it out. I don't know. I figure, don't know. Figure it out. I think it's eight. Is it eight? I now? think it's eight. Release I think it's and eight.
0: And there's thirty-nine thousand dollars on the line.
1: Right. If you tag catch one of those tag fish you're the only one that catches one during the weekend that this they, they kind of split the pot between
0: something like that like yeah. that so and that's then for another 15 bucks you can get on the extended
1: right deal like for the rest of the summer Yep, and if you catch it through a tag walleye throughout the summer it's like a thousand bucks that you get so it's always it goes to a good cause so it's always something to think about over at Okaboji and spirit lakes it's always kind of fun
0: it gives you a reason to go fishing,
1: right? Yeah, if you, well, tell, you, have if to, you tell your wife, like, you have an well, opportunity to win up to thirty nine thousand dollars, babe.
0: It's the opener, like I've never missed the opener. Me and Daryl go to the opener <laughs> every year, and we can't miss it. And well, hopefully, they're always telling you. Know,
1: Scott and Matt from the Midwest Angler Podcast told me I had to go out fishing this right. weekend. Right, that should
0: usually work. It it does. It does ninety four percent of the time. It works every time. Every time. That's uh. Sti- science sti- yeah, it's it's science and statistics and mathematics and uh, um you know, Matt's a teacher and, and as he uh, mentioned uh, two weeks ago, uh, his I suck at math. His math was good. That's Ellsworth education. It's that gooder. is not Iowa. Education. It was really gooder. <laughs> Way gooder. Uh <laughs> do you got anything else, man?
1: Um well this past tournament this fast tournament elite series
0: all right all right fell us in
1: cracked them they got after oh, holy moly everybody predicted that they might go over to the century club not Somebody, you i not did. you i thought it was gonna be 96 97 and it was looking like that the in between the last couple days but nah, i knew it was what did live end up with 112 112 was it Wow, his last day was forty-two something, forty-two eight. Third
0: place all time in uh, biggest bag in Bass history.
1: That's crazy on five fish. Well, when you start your morning off with like a seven and an eight pounder, it's you know it's going to be a good day.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got to call like a seven eleven in order to, in order to.
1: Um... Well, I think I saw somebody too at one point. Like it might have been him that their smallest fish was a four pounder, and it's just like. Yeah, that's that crazy. that was him.
0: He was at like thirty-seven pounds and thirty-nine pounds in his smallest fish. Like, yeah, he had a he had a lot to call. Hold on one second. I, I like
1: mean, in, I mean, him being a local there and kind of history, the locals always struggle when the elite series go to a place. But he didn't struggle. That's for sure.
0: Nope. Uh, he had a 8-14, and seven, fourteen.
1: Just a normal day on Lake Fork.
0: I don't think anybody ever went over 10 pounds, though.
1: Nope, nobody did. Isn't that
0: incredible? It
1: is. There was a lot of, like, 8 to 9-pounders caught, but...
0: If you would have told somebody that somebody would come up with a 42-pound, 3-ounce sack and not have one fish over 10 pounds, you'd laughed in their face. Yeah, for sure. And it happened. And no one, the whole dang tournament. I mean i i don't remember who it was talked about how they had one person that caught in an, an 11 or 12 pounder like right in front of them like was working the same stretch as they were uh i know dave mercer mentioned on his podcast that uh uh in practice one of the anglers caught a 12 pounder or something like that so i mean they were in there they were you right. know i mean people were catching them just uh
1: It's crazy watching Chris Zaldane fish. It looked like he was musky fishing all
0: all Oh, Huge rods, like freaking eight and a half footers or something like that. You know, like, I'm a Zaldane fan. Like, I mean, I I think he's good for the sport. Like, I love his energy, whatever. But today, did you see that fish that he lost? Uh Uh-uh. Like, he hooks this fish and, like, Goes bananas, like you know, like almost like stomping on the deck. Like, oh my god, oh my god, like I mean, so animated, you know, like whatever. And then he loses it, and it's like, well, yeah, dang, right, you freaking lost it, you dang moron. Like, freaking stand there, keep your composure, and reel that dang fish in, right? I mean, how freaking tough is that? Like, Quentin Capo. Dude could have caught a twenty three pounder and like I mean he just cool as a cucumber, cool as a cucumber. It's crazy how
1: that like different people are out there like yeah, but I did I did read on like Minnesota Basshead somebody said that when Brandon Card caught like caught like a five or six pounder today and he made the comment of it's not over (laughs) yet because he oh yeah uh, uh, Brandon you're uh, nineteen pounds behind even (laughs) with even with nineteen pounds uh, like yep. for your five fish, you're still like 19 away yeah, from you winning ain't this sucker do Nothing so. with
0: five pounders. <laughs> you catch a 10 pounder or an 11 pounder, you can say that. You can say, like, you know, hey, it's not over yet. Because, yeah, then there's that chance you follow it up with a seven pounder and, and whatever. Because he, what did he have? A seven pound lead going into today? Something like over that. Over Lee? But, yeah, whatever.
1: What two guys went over to the 100 pound mark, right? Yep. Was it two? And
0: Patrick Walters. Yeah. I got to tell you, like Patrick Walters, like I I always thought like Patrick Walters, excuse me, uh, when I saw him, you know, like he has his shirt tucked in, like, I mean, he seems like, you know, well, you know, like whatever. The way he was talking to his Marshall today, he is now my least favorite. I didn't see any of that. I, I should, I should try to go back there. I'm sure it's on the archives. He was yelling at his marshal the one time that he was reeling in a fish to get that scale ready, get that scale ready, get that scale ready, get it zeroed, and whatnot. And it's like, holy moly, dude. Like, Hmm. you need to freaking settle down. Like, he he made a complete and total ass of himself. Did he? And I I don't know. I'm just not for it. Like, he was talking to that marshal like it was his dog. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. If I was that marshal, I probably would have looked at him and said, hey, I'm in your boat today. There's no change in that.
1: Yeah, we're stuck so together, so.
0: You you change your tune with me, or I'll make dang sure that I really start taking my time, and then you're really gonna I'll I'll give you something to be pissed off about. Right. Like I don't know. Like I I really
1: it must be the short shorts.
0: I think it was. I think it was. A like too I tight. think I think he was was working on an upper leg tan and tan and then he got an upper leg burn and I know how that'll get a guy cranky yeah, but
1: yeah you, you tan those upper thighs, man. He yeah, yeah. Makes that, for a long day out yeah, on the it boat. Does.
0: It does. You know, I here here's another thing that I think we've talked about. But like me and you last year, two years ago in October, we fished a back to back bass tournament where the first day we fished in snow. Yep. And the second day we fished in uh it it started off pretty cold in the morning, and then it actually got decently warm. Whatever, but I mean, you go two days in a row, like at night, you know, you, you know, for us, we were thawing a boat and and whatever. But I mean, you go two days in a row, it's two days of waking up extra early. You know, it's kind of later nights. Uh, you know, you don't eat very good. You're out in the sun. You're out in the elements. And, like, it is hard on a person. Oh, like, it really even is. Even a two-day tournament. Yeah, it takes
1: physical and mental toll on a person. You do
0: four days and then, like, sometimes when they have these back-to-back tournaments and then you're driving in between there. Well, and, then they're and
1: practicing from sun up to sundown.
0: I'm telling you, like, I, I mean, I think it, for all of us, you know, and, and this is not just bass fishing. This is walleye fishing. This is everything. You know, I think it looks really glorious to, you know, be out there fishing right. and whatnot. Uh, You know, golly, making your living fishing. It's a grind. You ain't always fishing when it's 72 degrees and and sunny and zero wind. Like, there are days where it is is not nice.
1: And a lot of these guys, when they're first starting out and they don't have the funds to do everything, I mean, a lot of it is sleeping in their trucks. Right. You know, sleeping in random places. Um, You know, a lot of them went to the truck. Truck camping or yep. just campers and everything. Which like those that, things so. are
0: freaking crazy. Right. Yeah. I saw a while back. I was like, ah, I'm just going to check out what one of these truck campers costs. Just, you know, I don't know. I just thought, yeah, it's kind of right. cool. Whatever. <laughs> holy moly. Like, yeah, they
1: know what they want you, for them. Yeah.
0: You buy yourself a freaking brand new Chevy pickup for 60000 bucks and then you get to throw a $70,000 camper on the back there. It's like, holy smokes, guys. Like, a and Damn thing made of gold,
1: you're starting to see a lot of them too. Now, that are you know, a lot of guys travel together obviously to cut expenses down, and they're starting to do the Airbnb, which is kind of neat. Oh, I too. I was gonna say,
0: I ain't sleeping in the same camper as you. No, man, ain't, no, no. <laughs> ain't no damn way, ain't no damn way
1: in the same house. Is all right, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah. walls that we separate. need
0: separate rooms, separate bathroom, you know. So right. no, that
1: was a good one. Fantasy fishing—it's all. I mean, big yep. Tasty on his birthday weekend with
0: the drain the lake. He had a, he had Lee Livesey. So uh, and I think he had Zeldane. So yeah, hard not to do good when you got those two. I actually did really good for not having anyone. You know, uh, I had I had fighter of course, but uh, I don't know the the other four of my guys. Like they were all dudes that that uh, made. The first cut, uh, only right. fighter made the second cut, but I mean had had good respectable finishes, but I didn't pick people with high percentage own uh, or high own percentage. So I don't know. I was I was happy with how I did.
1: Yeah, I was. I gained some more ground again, but you know, Keith Combs. I don't know what nah. was up with him. His first day was bad. His second day he had like twenty eight pounds, and then he didn't catch anything the third day.
0: I'm not sure and, what the hell's.
1: Right. And then Jake Whitaker hurt me too. I mean, at least he did a little bit better. He was down in like 90 something after the first day and moved up to 60 something. But then my other guys, I mean, Brandon Cobb hurt me on, I thought I was going to get three into championship Sunday, but then his Saturday didn't do too well, but I had two of them in the you know on sunday but yeah i don't know it was tough the drain the lake thing is kind of cool yeah it's neat i mean it's going to be fun to see how that goes the rest of the yep. season i mean
0: i think we got 21 people in our group that right. did the drain the lake
1: so, so you know going forward now that you've picked some of these people that you can't pick them again Often you come to a fishery that they're really that it's like well you got to kind of look at look at the schedule what's remaining when you start picking your people
0: yep yep
1: so yeah
0: right No,
1: you got a a good news story for the week
0: well uh you know before we had started this me and you had kind of talked and and uh i got a feeling i know where you are going with your good news story and i got a feeling that it could be longer than a 30 minute good news story or a 30 second good news story so i'll I'll let you uh i'll let you fire off first
1: no i didn't really i you know uh,
0: i thought you were going with your grandpa
1: no, I talked about grandpa last week okay. about his 95th birthday and everything like that and I just told he we were up at the bar eating the other night and he comes walking in and sits down with us and uh yeah, tells tells us some old stories. I just love hearing grandpa's old stories and everything. But uh my actually what I was going to go with this week was uh May term starts here at our school. Okay. And uh they're redoing they're going to do the outdoor recreation class again where the kids get to go fishing during the day and they got to bring them well kyler Hoosman and brad Raveling are doing it so it's i'm just glad that that program is going again and we can have the may term this year you know with everything that went on last year and the kids get to get down there and enjoy the river uh hopefully get catch some fish and uh you know get into it i think there's 25 kids signed up for the class so that's pretty cool
0: you bet uh my good news story it uh it's it's not exactly a story, but I just think it's funny. Like I said earlier, Grady had his thirteenth uh, birthday party on Friday night, and uh, I think it was my mom asked him what he was gonna do with his birthday money, and he said, gonna buy strawberry milk and lotto tickets <laughs> and I, I, just, I even asked him afterwards i'm like you know that was such a funny deal like there's no way you actually even came up with that like you had to have heard that on a movie somewhere i'm like hey where'd where'd you hear that (laughs) he kind of looked at me like what do you mean where'd I hear that so no he uh he shot that one from the hip strawberry milk and lotto tickets and I don't know I feel like that should be on a t-shirt somewhere definitely that's
1: kind of his theme now
0: did you know so so I guess that's why why kind of gonna get r-rated here at the end but uh I think I don't I'm I, I don't know if it was actually related to Tim McGraw but there was an old baseball pitcher named Tug McGraw right and they asked him one time like he he signed like a you know, I don't know, some big contract for back in the day, whatever. And they asked him what he was going to do with his money. And I think he said that he was going to spend like – Three quarters of it on hookers and cocaine, and the other quarter he would waste.
1: <laughs> That's almost, there's always those good ones. That's like Fighter that a couple years ago after that tournament, when at the end of the year, and they asked <laughs> him what he was going to do, and he said he's going to go home and get his wife pregnant and shoot greenheads. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some guys just and know. He did. They just know. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he did. did.
0: He did knock her out. So. Badass. <laughs> oh, so, man.
1: Yeah strawberry like I told him I want him to next time we all go fishing I want him to walk down to somebody on the dock say I'm here to do three things drink strawberry milk buy a tickets and catch big bass and I'm all out of strawberry milk and I'm not old enough to buy lotto tickets so
0: let's get her going get her going that's when you're about to yank on some bucket mouths that's right lip them all right all right guys well uh, that's episode 121 we've got a guest lined up next week for episode 122 so uh that should be fun uh yeah we will catch you guys next week later